Hello, and welcome to another episode of Traveling Online Kiln Pike. In today's chapter, I wanted to tell you a story about a bougie weekend getaway I always wanted to take, but never got the chance until December of 2019. This was a trip to the infamous Napa Valley in Northern California to eat great food, see amazing beauty of the valley, and taste amazing wine. So come along as I take you traveling in Napa Valley. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. So why was Napa Valley a part of my bucket list for weekend getaways? A few years ago, when I was working at my last job, my boss was a humongous wine fan. He would talk about wine all the time. He had his own vineyard, and we would go out to client meetings. He would kind of teach me different aspects of wine, which I was a novice, to say the least, back in those days. And his passion and love for wine kind of grew on me a little bit. And he always talked about going to Napa Valley uh, every once in a while during the summertime when he lived in the California area just to enjoy great wine, have some fun with his close family and friends, as well as seeing the amazing beauty of the valley of Napa. So since then, I've always been intrigued with going to Napa Valley, but never got the opportunity to go do it because my family live in the Southern California area, and I live either in Philadelphia, New York, or St. Louis. And if many of you probably don't know, Napa Valley is, is in the northern aspect of California, maybe about an hour and a half from Sacramento, and about an hour from San Francisco. So I never was able to go up there until December of 2019. And the reason why I was able to go up is because uh, my girlfriend, who is with me as a guest today, Janelle, ended up moving out to Sacramento and living out here. So I felt, what better way to ring in the new year with a person I really appreciate than spending some time with her in Napa Valley uh, for the New Year's of 2019. And like I said earlier, I'm lucky enough to have Janelle as part of the podcast today. Thanks for joining, Janelle. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll start from the beginning. So I went basically straight to Napa Valley once I landed um, in Sacramento around like nine o'clock in the morning after traveling, visiting my family for the Christmas holiday. And I've been the first time I've been to Napa, but Janelle had gone uh, one more time previous. So Janelle, can't, tell me about like how your last experience in Napa Valley and how you kind of prepare for our excursion out there uh, for our, our weekend getaway. Yes, of course. So I just recently moved to the Sacramento area a few months ago. And since I am so close to Napa, that's definitely one of the top destinations that I wanted to go to. So I have a friend that lives in the San Francisco area. So we decided to meet up in Napa. It's kind of like the halfway point between the two. So we decided to go to Oxbow Market. We had some really great food there. In that area, they also have tasting rooms. And we really enjoyed this one particular tasting room that that's as far as we got so my first trip to Napa I did not actually go to a winery or to a vineyard I was actually just in a tasting room because we enjoyed the wine so much so that's when you know how good Napa is you only go to one tasting room you don't leave for the rest of the the day there right we were there for quite a few hours and uh, the owners are really nice. They come and they talk to you. So it was a really great experience. So we just decided to stay there for the whole afternoon. 
And I told Janelle, like, next time I go down there, we'll do a little more than the tasting. We're going to go see the vineyard, see the scenery, and kind of get the whole entire Napa experience. Right. So I think, yeah, we just drove right down there. You know, it was winter, like, like winter time, so it wasn't a lot of grapes on the vines or anything of that nature. And it was basically almost, it seems like a straight shot to Napa Valley right from the airport, it seemed Yeah, like. from the airport to Napa downtown I think it was only about an hour and 15 minutes and it really wasn't that much traffic but depending on the weekend I think traffic can get a little crazy so you might want to do your research before coming to Napa to make sure that it's a good weekend weather-wise and traffic as well. That's one tip I can probably add for your anyone's traveling plan of traveling to Napa, get to plan your day accordingly. Because when we got to Napa Valley after eating a nice breakfast, we realized we're already behind the, the, the ball when it comes to like going to all the vineyards before everything closes. Because a lot of places seem to be closed at like 5 o'clock at night, it seems like. Yeah, the first stop that we made after grabbing something to eat was to go to the Welcome Center. So everyone at the Welcome Center is very knowledgeable about the history of the vineyards and the wines. And it was once we got there that we realized that we probably should have started our trip a little bit earlier since the wineries do close four or five o'clock in the afternoon so that's pretty early so by the time we got to the welcome center it was already after like 12 30 so we only had a couple of hours to get all of our tours in exactly and when we went to the the, the welcome center it's like the person i was working at the front desk she was the most knowledgeable person about wine i think i ever met in my whole entire life she literally knew like every single wine location so i think it was 400 in napa valley area like what they're known for what the history was what the building looked like how good the wine was i'm like Man, she's an encyclopedia of like wine knowledge in there. Yeah, they definitely do a lot of training. So they have all the history. Napa Valley is a stretch of like 35 miles. And like you said, there's over 400 wineries in that area. And she could pretty much tell you facts about anyone if you wanted a winery that had food pairings or if you wanted particular views or other amenities that can pretty much point you in the right direction. So that was really helpful. So it's definitely a tip for all you listeners out there. Go to the Welcome Center because once you go there, you can have a pretty good strategy what you do for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, they also give you discounts as well. So we'll talk about this a little bit later. But two of the wineries that we went to, one, we actually got like a 20% discount. So it's actually really helpful to go to the Welcome Center before making your plans oh yeah and another thing we can say before you go to the winery you definitely need to eat something yes make sure you have food because a lot of the wineries they specialize in wine and not food so they might have like cheese platters or something of that nature but you want to make sure that you get your food before you go yeah and it goes into like where we first place we stopped with the ox oxbow market oxbow market yeah. yeah We end up stopping at a place called Kitchen Door. You know, very good brunch menu. You know, very good service. Um, we got fed. And I had a nice, you know, uh, like the kitchen sink food with all a bunch of stuff inside. But it was a, it was a good meal. Yeah, it was good. Um, I wanted to make sure I got my veggies in for the day, so I got a Caesar salad. They are a bit pricey, I think, for my Caesar salad. I paid <laughs> like seventeen dollars with shrimp, but it was a uh, it was good food. Um, they have kind of a limited menu depending on what you want, but there are other options in the market if you want like pizza or sushi or fresh cut meat. They pretty much have everything. It's a good place to start before you start drinking the wine because, like Janelle said, there's not a lot of places to kind of eat once you're out there. Right. So you know it's good to kind of get a little bit of food beforehand. Exactly. 
So I guess going to the excursion of the vineyards, I think another tip I can kind of think of now is there for a lot of driving because Napa Valley, the valley is around like 40 minutes to an hour long driving from like the, the furthest vineyard to the closest one's kind of in downtown Napa. So when you're planning out your vineyards accordingly, make sure you, you're traveling sequentially to places you want to go to. Not one place is like 20 minutes away and another place is like 30 minutes away at the double back. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure you plan ahead of time. And the I think there are like two main roads that can get you to all of the wineries in Napa. And they're pretty much like two lane uh, highways. So you definitely want to make sure that you plan accordingly, gas up, make sure you have all of the spots so you're not double backing like Brian said. And I know that I drove because we didn't drink as much, but I know a lot of people, they hire, you know, um, drivers or things of that nature so they don't have to worry about driving oh yeah and also it's good to have a driver too or just you know if you're not driving it's great to see the scenery of right. it all because basically every single like seems like half a mile you're passing by another vineyard another vineyard another vineyard and some are more modern looking some have that little spanish style to it it's a very kind of scenery uh, trip before you even go to the vineyards kind of see the history of everything and the beauty of the particular area yeah exactly like I was driving so I wasn't able to pay much attention to like the mountains and just the nature the beautiful trees uh the vines just everything the architecture everything um you definitely want to pay attention so the first vineyard we went to was one Janelle's been talking about I think for the last few months I think she first brought it back up to me it's like Brian's a vineyard that's like in a mountain and you can take like this tram up there and see the views and stuff. I'm like, wait, it's a vineyard in a mountain? It doesn't make any sense. So we were wanted to go there. However, we had really no idea what it was. I think we knew what it was called. We had no idea where it was and how to get there, so on and so forth. So the people at the Welcome Center told us there's, you know, Sterling Vineyards. It's at the literally the opposite end of the valley, like 45 minutes away from the Welcome Center. So we end up kind of go there first. The Welcome Center person also told us about a vineyard that's literally right next door to it. This vineyard that looked like a 13th century castle that had like a, like a dungeon room. It had like a, like a church in there. It had basically uh, the floor was filled with like barrels of like uh, wine. It was like it looked like you're in a 1900s castle, which was a kind of a very great touristy area. And I also had wine tasting and as well as, you know, combining with food as well. So I feel like those are the two places we kind of wanted to go to uh, for that day because by 1230, we can only hit up to two vineyards for that afternoon. Right. So yeah, so we our first vineyard we went to was the Sterling Vineyard and 20 or 30 people in line just to get up on the tram to get to the top of the mountain. There was like literally like 20 people in front of us as well. So a tip, which I didn't listen to Janelle before getting there, was buy your tickets in advance so you can go straight to the tram and not wait in that line. But the line wasn't too bad. Yeah, the line wasn't uh, too bad. But definitely, if you know what wineries you want to go to, it might be helpful to buy your tickets online before you go. Uh, But sending in line wasn't too bad. We got to think about which experience we wanted to do for the day. So I think they have uh, several different tours that you can do. And we decided to do the sparkling tour. So uh, pretty much it's a self-guided tour. And then you have wine tastings along the way 
way. Um, I think we sampled like four different wines throughout the tour. Yeah, I think they're their, their new release wines. Those wines have just recently released, but there's premium packages where you get very uh, exclusive um, wines that they've had over the years, and you also get uh, tasting, free tasting as well. So there are different packages, but that was the best one we had because we had a 20% coupon off from going to the Welcome Center. So Yeah, it was really cool. And while we were going through the tour, I didn't realize this. I thought you can only get one sample per <laughs> stop, but you can actually go back as many times as you like. So I wouldn't say it's unlimited, but in theory, it's unlimited. You can have as much wine as you want to just, you know, walk through the tour path and stop by the different booths to sample the uh, wine. Yeah, so one person went back for six wines. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can take advantage of it because, you know, it, it, it's they, they make wine, so they got a lot of it to dispose of. Right. Yeah, and the tram was a pretty nice tram ride. It was like three and a half minutes up the hill. Mm-hmm. You get to be able to, you know, speak with interesting characters on the tram when you're going up. I feel like a lot of people that were there were like groups of like four or five or six. There was a lot of like bigger groups that were there. So we ended up being in a, a tram with another couple that was a part of a larger couple had a good conversation yeah it's a four seat uh tram um not that long if you're afraid of heights um you can also take a car private vehicle that they have can take you up to the top as well but it was a nice ride you get to see the property and i think coming back down from the tram we saw some deer as well so you get to capture some really great moments um as you're going up and the weather was beautiful too like it was like not a cloud in sight and perfect like 61 degrees outside so it was a perfect day to go up there and a cool part about the vineyard too you get a free glass which didn't sound like a huge deal because obviously you're at a wine tasting but how they said it's a crystal glass yeah so they made it seem very very fancy i'm not quite sure if it is or not but i mean that's how they were promoting it i mean people were buying boxes of the wine glasses so there must be something to it so um there are some pretty nice glasses i guess nice good perks yeah, we just walked around the whole vineyard. We we didn't really do too much of tour, to be honest with you. We just tried to find the next station where the wine, wine. was. <laughs> we were on the hunt. Going. Yeah, we were on the hunt for the wine. I think on the very last stop for the sparkling or dessert wine, they also have like an open space where you can kind of see the different views and the mountains. And you can also purchase like a cheese or meat platter. And at that point, we definitely needed that <laughs> after drinking the wine. But the cool part about the cheese platter is that it comes on this really nice wood cutting board and you can take that home with you. So you're paying for the cheese platter, but you also get to take uh, the cutting board home with you. And the cheese is pretty good after drinking a a lot of wines. Put something in your stomach was definitely a relief. Yes, definitely (laughs) much needed. So And yeah, the views were like, yeah, great views of the valley. There's no like winery right in front of you. It's basically like all nature that was around you. And literally there are signs everywhere saying this is a good Instagram spot, this is a good Instagram spot. So there are people taking pictures everywhere. So you want a good couple's picture or a good picture put on the gram, that would be a great spot to go to when you're done drinking. Yeah, I think they had those spots throughout the self-guided tour letting you know where the good spots are to take the picture so if you're into instagram and you know looking it up uh they definitely have all the spots labeled for you to take those pictures yeah so castillo de amorosa which literally like half a mile down the road so we're like to do we go do we not go we're doing our time here and so we're like eh, let's do it we're not quite sure where we're going back to napa valley plus who would want to see you know a cool 13th century castle so 
We yeah. ended up driving there, but... Yeah, I think... Uh, I can't remember what time we left, but I think it was maybe like 3, 30, 4 o'clock. And I think the sun sets like a quarter to five. So we had a little bit of time, but the roads in Napa are very nap- uh, narrow and there's not a lot of light. And I like driving, but I don't like driving <laughs> that much. So I didn't want to get stuck in the dark. So we decided to quickly head over to the um, next winery so we can do a tour and so that we can get back on the road before nighttime. How about that drive up though? Oh, uh, so getting into Castillo, uh, it was very, very busy. You can definitely tell that this is a tourist destination spot. So as we were coming up the very uh, high hill, cars were parked all along the driveway, um, but we were able to find a park, luckily. Oh, yeah, it was very nice. And then we went in there, like I said, the core was like really 13th century. So you're basically, feel like you're in a Game of Thrones episode where there's an area where, like, the people with the bow and arrow shoot, the people outside, there's a drawbridge that was there. There's a dungeon, which we were able to go to because that was in the, in the non, still in the guided tour. So for the missions here, I think it's like $35 a ticket. You get wine tasting of five different wines as well as a self-guided tour. I think you paid a little bit extra. You get a guided tour with more premium wines. We decided just a general tour just to kind of walk around. But it was very, uh, again, it's, it's interesting to look up the history of it. It was, it looks like a 13th century castle, but it got completed in 2008, I believe. Yeah, it, it's probably more modern than most people's houses that are out there, if you kind of think about it. But, but from when we first got there, there are more, just, no one's really drinking wine. They're just like walking around, looking at the decor and taking pictures and uh, just like admiring the view from outside. Then to go to the wine tasting, you get like two tickets for five drinks. So you actually have to go down all the way into the cellar area. And then someone will kind of maneuver you to the particular wine tasting area. I got lost how much I was following there. I was going through like this corridor and this corridor around the random people. Yeah, it's definitely a maze down in the cellar. But they do have people that kind of guide you to where the tasting is. I think what I liked about this tasting is that you get to pick your wines unlike sterling they already had the menu selection ready for you but at castillo you can pick out the five different wines that you want to taste so that was pretty cool oh yeah and wines again after a while you know the wines kind of all taste the same to me but they're all very good and very tasty but i think by like five o'clock we had a kind of a fill of wines and again like cinderella the 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 light was going down pretty quickly so we needed to get out of there it was i would say it was a lot more busier at this winery than the other one just see the the amount of crowd that was there and i honestly believe that's probably one of the the vineyards we went that day were probably the most popular vineyards in that area because they seem to be very keen on being at a tourist attraction because not only drinking wine, you're also enjoying the tram going up and the views. You're also enjoying, you know, touring a 13th century looking castle. Yeah, exactly. I think it's about um, the architecture, admiring the beauty, and of course, you know, the great wine that they have. Exactly. And for, and that's thinking about food and drink. Well, another thing about Napa Valley, and not people didn't know, which I didn't know going into, was that a lot of places closed pretty early. So there's not really a, a huge night scene in Napa Valley, like 
clubs and bars and stuff. Seems like a lot of restaurants and a lot of places that end up closing around 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night. So that point in time, we were pretty tired. So we wanted to go someplace that was relatively close. So we ended up going to a place called Fume Bistro in Napa Valley. It's American-style food, burgers, pasta, so on and so forth. And we took an Uber there. It was only like maybe less than a mile away. And we get there, it's completely crowded, like wall-to-wall people, which was crazy because a lot of people were telling us Napa Valley really wasn't really busy during this weekend. But as far as I could tell, it was was very, very busy. Yeah, there were a lot of people. And um, since the restaurant was pretty crowded, we thought it was going to be a long wait time. But I think as soon as we got in, it was probably like five minutes before we got a table. So that was pretty nice that we didn't have to wait that long. And that's basically our, our Napa trip. The next day, we end up going to a very, very nice diner slash bakery called no Buttercream Bakery. And I think it's, it's very historic. It's been there since like the 1940s, I believe. And the pastries were fantastic. Probably the, the best meal I think honestly, I have personally had in Napa Valley that particular Yeah, meal. all the food was really fresh. And you can kind of see the cooks making the food. So it has that very organic, like home feel to it so you know the food is going to taste really well um and the bakery they have a great selection of like donuts pastries bagels so biscuits. after we I love them biscuits <laughs> yeah the biscuits were really good so after we ate we also got like a donut and a pastry because they just look too amazing to not eat exactly and it's good to pick me up on the way back home so basically after that we ended up just driving back to sacramento which was again only an hour and 15 minute drive So, Janelle, just parting words of thinking about Napa and our experience there, what are kind of three or four to five tips you would give to someone that would travel to Napa Valley and want to do a Napa Valley getaway with a girlfriend or a friend or a boyfriend, spouse? Well, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Um, Well, I would definitely say... The first thing is to plan ahead, make sure you do your research and make sure you understand what you want out of the weekend, Um, whether or not you want to, you know, make sure you taste all the wine or if you want to see the architecture or you want to like eat the food, make sure you understand like really what your goal is and uh, also make sure that you have a driver. (laughs) I would honestly say that the money is worth it to get a driver i don't think it's really necessary to do the tours because those can get a little pricey but if you know what wineries you want to go to just hire a driver for the day okay you know to i would say kind of going planning ahead is like get the things very very early right. napa is a place where things kind of begin like at 10 o'clock and they are ending at five so you can get to napa settled and kind of ready to go by 10 o'clock you can really take advantage of the time that you're there so I think coming, uh, doing things very, very early is very keen, as well as, honestly, I think being open to kind of speaking with different people, I think would be a great thing, too, because when you first get there, you're kind of siloed and, you know, speaking with your own friends. But again, everyone there is really having a good time, you know, celebrating something or enjoying their weekend. They're more apt to actually talk to you and kind of have a conversation with you. Just be open to you know, having conversations and kind of meeting and talking with new people. And this, for me, recommendations to go. I would definitely say, you know, go to Sterling Vineyards to take advantage of the tram. You get great views of uh, the Napa Valley. And it was a cool little extra experience when doing wine tasting. Again, go to Oxbow Market to kind of get a lot of those different foodie items that you want. I mean, I won't go to a big restaurant. I want to get a dessert here or maybe a health drink here or a little lunch here. That would be a good place to go. 
And Castillo de Amorosa, uh, the, the castle place, I would definitely go there just to tour the castle. Again, if you're not a big fan of crowds, it could be a little bit overcrowded to a certain degree. So I would say go there very, very early so you don't have to deal with all the crowds of people. Just if it's just not a thing that you want to deal with. And then lastly, definitely go to Buttercream Bakery. It was a good place to get a pastry, a good place to have a little a breakfast to kind of wind out the weekend. And again, you're so, it's a good business to support locally as well because they've been there for quite some time and seem to be a staple in the Napa Valley area. Oh, I have one more tip to add. The wine tastings can get a bit pricey, so make sure you know what the price is before you go. Um, I think there are other options that you can take. I think there's like a wine cart that you can get that can have discounts like two for one. So if you want to do more of the tastings, make sure you plan ahead and see what kind of deals that they have. I know sometimes they have like a two for one or you can get like 50% off. So just make sure if you want to do a lot of wine tasting that you plan ahead and get like the Napa wine card so you can get those discounts. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, too, another tip, Welcome Center. Go to the Welcome Center because they have a lot of different uh, promo codes for you to use to go to these particular vineyards as well. Like we were able to get the 20% off going to Sterling. So use them as a huge resource in order to kind of start your trip, especially if you're not very uh, keen in the area or not very knowledgeable Napa Valley or different uh, vineyards that are out there. That's a fantastic place to kind of get your start and get your feet wet of all the experience Napa Valley has to offer. So yeah, I think that's basically a little bit of a review of our trip to Napa Valley. I would definitely encourage it as a good couples weekend, a good weekend to go out with the girlfriends if you want to have a good weekend with your friends. And in the Northern California area, it's only an hour, hour and a half away. So it's not too much of an inconvenience to go back even for a day trip. So thank you for joining me and Janelle for traveling on Lime Kiln Pike. And as always, if you're traveling... Make sure to bring a pal. Talk to you soon.